What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What is up? Welcome to Bleach Boys number 12. We are back doing another uh, six episode recap. This time we get to see the end of the Ashita fight, which is we really get to see the beginning and the end yeah. because we didn't get to see much of it this whole time. And this is against the Yo-Yo Yo-Yo Arankar. I believe we find out in this episode she's number 105. Oh, she's another pre-run. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Rook. to also see the end of the Rukia versus the spot of oh, number nine. Auto none of it. So insert yeah, name to, here. We get to see the end of that, and then we get to finish with a um, encounter I don't remember. So I mentioned enough. If you guys remember this uh, coming up. Warning: This Bleach podcast features many spoilers from the upcoming anime arc Thousand Year Blood War. So if you've not read the manga or you do not want to hear spoilers for the upcoming arc, viewer discretion is advised. So to start Yakuya. off, we no. We immediately pick up with Ashita's fight is where it goes to. This is right after Rukia uh, fighting a spot at number nine. He released his Zanpakuto's into his release Cthulhu form. Oh, yeah. And now we're going to Ashita's fight. Back uh, when he tried to use his bow to block the yo-yo coming at him and got clipped right in the fucking shoulder like a dummy. Then we get the classic zoom into the hallway that's behind him where we saw the yellow hollow eye. And it's Peche, of course, the only of, course. Uh, of Nell's crew that hasn't shown up yet. And... He is thinking to himself. He's worried, saying he knew he shouldn't have followed the weakest of the uh, the weakest looking of the five intruders. So, the five intruders, oh guys. Oh my god! You guys all know who the five people who who showed up. Yes. Who do you think he ranked? He ranked them all. There's a ranking that came right, out. So we from know Ishida's strongest at the bottom. to weakest. So Ishida is at the bottom. Um, he picks. I'm gonna say Renji is number one. Okay. Rukia okay. second to last. Then. I'm going to say Chad and then Ichigo. So you're trying to go based off of powers where he literally went off who looks the strongest. Oh, my God. It's so Chad it's number one. Chad, then okay. Renji, then Ichigo, then Rukia, and then Ishida. Which is wild that Rukia got placed way higher, Wait, higher well, than fucking uh, It's weird that he's that she's so low because he's seen her powers. Like, yeah, that's right. That's like, she's frozen like stuff right in front of him. So... I would I assume in his mind it would thing. be higher, but yeah. yeah, it's totally just like he just picked whoever looked the weakest. Um, so Fucking Pe- Peche. That makes so much sense. Yeah, Peche is kind of watching the fight, and he thinks about coming out to help, but gets distracted because of how attractive the Arankar looks from his uh, uh, angle. Perspective, <laughs> yes. yes. So he starts to kind of try to sneak out to get a better angle of viewing oh, up her lad. skirt, but gets spotted and gets attacked. So <laughs> Uryu uh, sees him, and he remembers his full name. He says, Peche Gatiche, I believe is his name. Gautiche. And this catches Peche completely off guard. And he's like, oh, you remembered my whole name, even though you only heard it once. Aww. And Ishida's like kind of smiles back at him. And Peche's like, finally. 
and he says, you like me, don't you? Oh, <laughs> fucking pesh. Uh, then they both get attacked because the Arankar is uh, tired of waiting. Yep. With Ashida dodging and uh, Peshe just kind of constantly lands on his face, jumping around. What a guy. Ashida tries to convince the Arankar that Peshe isn't his friend. But then Peshe gets upset, saying, how could you do that to me? <laughs> Ripping like, his heart out. The man poured it all out for him. Ishida tries to get a, a counterattack in at this point, but is pushed away by Peshe. And he's like, let me handle this. I can take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. And is like visibly shaking, turns and gives a thumbs up like, I've got it. <laughs> and he says, not to worry, because I have a very special ability. I can create a fluid that makes anything it touches incredibly slimy. <laughs> The Arankar attacks with her yo-yo, and Peshe shoots his liquid out from, like, his nose. Yeah. And the, covers the yo-yo. Ashida yells to watch out, but the yo-yo just hits Peshe on the shoulder and just slides right off. It's just yo. totally yeah. fine. Peshe declares that he will defeat her. He sprays more of his liquid at her, this time firing, like, a fuck ton up mm-hmm. in the air. It covers the tops of the pillars that she's been using to kind of jump around and attack from. She's going to eat shit. She lands down, uh, slips, slams her head on the pillar, and then oh. falls down onto the ground. <laughs> That's pretty rough. He's, hey, Peche's uh, a mastermind, okay? He pl- he plotted this. Pe- Peche goes on to explain that he can produce an infinite amount of this fluid. He calls it Infinite Slick is the name of that ability. I like it. Ashita's like, oh, well, the name works, and it's, yeah. it looks pretty cool. And it's, it's good. Uh, then recommends that he should probably start running away, seeing as how he just caught her off guard, and that won't work again. <laughs> so the Aronker gets up pissed at this point, releases her Don Pacto immediately. She says, Rip Golandrina. And we finally get the introduction of her name and number, first time ever. Uh, oh. Chiruchi Sonderwich is her name, and she's a Ronkar number 105. Uh, wow. She basically becomes kind of like a bird, razor wings, yo-yo shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was he smoking when he came up with this character? <laughs> I know. Listen. It's like, listen, okay, her regular form, yo-yo, right? Yeah. Let me throw yo-yo. Release form. Bird, bird with yo-yos yeah, with yo-yo for shoulders razor feathers i swear to you it's probably like you're gonna be like oh this doesn't remember make when sense. we checked out his spotify playlist and he's like this is what every character would have on their yeah, phone yeah it didn't make yeah. any sense so i think he's maybe on some drugs and he's just having a good Koopa's time just not sleeping no, maybe no, no no you don't understand there's some deep lore and culture <laughs> involved in this there was a a yo-yo goddess um mm-hmm. that was also a bird mm-hmm. and it, hundreds of years ago if you had known yes. you would have known yeah, yo-yos have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years you can see if you actually go so pro tip go to one of the pyramids the great ancient pyramids in no Egypt, Giza, you can see they have on the wall in the inscription of someone playing with a yo-yo q on <laughs> <laughs> so she uses the feathers to basically block Ashita's attacks and he figures out that they're all vibrating at very high speeds and that's kind of how they're like getting rid of his arrows Peshe calls out to Chiruchi, saying, instead of Uryu, you should chase after me instead, which she immediately is like, okay, it attacks you. Uh, Uryu pulls him out of the way, and Peshe finally asks the question. It's like, hey, do we have a strategy aside from just running? It's like, fucking Peshe, dude. And Ashida's like, yes, and asks him to make more of his liquid. Peshe goes to do it, but uh, no. He's unfortunately he's all out. I thought it was infinite. Udio gets pissed that he called it infinite slick yeah. because it's not infinite. <laughs> and he uh, Pesci is like, well, I wanted to give the impression that it was endless, so that's why I named it that. <laughs> Mother. Oh. So uh, Chiruchi attacks and thinks she got Pesci, but Udio used. Sorry, I wrote down the name him Kyaku to get Pesci, which is basically just flashed up for mm-hmm. Quincy's. Oh. Uh, Udio is now fighting with Pesci, like straddled onto his back. Ashida throws Peshe down, shoots an arrow between his loincloth to kind of send him flying towards the hallway. And he's like, cool, stay, we're good. Now Ashida can focus on winning the fight, so he says. Oh, because he, he had it. Yeah. Yeah, he was winning the whole time. He now continues to do the classic Ashida thing where he runs around fighting 
trying to figure out how her abilities work as he's running around. Basically, uh, feathers go vibrate, so arrows don't work. That's pretty much what he figures out. Then says, I have no choice, reaches behind his back, pulls off one of the metal rods, and slashes one of the metal feathers in half as he was about to be attacked. <gasps> I so he pulls he out his that, lightsaber. That, yeah. Yo! And that's the end of the first episode. It's a lot of running, a lot of Peshe and Ishido who are fucking great together. Fantastic. So Fantastic. good. I think you, uh, I, I'm just quoting you. Yeah. Uh, it, when he pulls the sword out, he literally says, it's sword time, cocksucker. <laughs> yep. Just <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, I didn't write that part in there, but he does say that, yeah. Um, we move on to the next episode, and... I wanted to take a quick moment here, and I because they they're doing a lot of recaps at this point because yeah. it's jumping around a lot. So with the theme song and the recap for this next episode, it was about four minutes to get wow. to the actual new parts of the episode. Where are you watching this, by the way? Just on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. I, Damn, you, that's like, like Crunchyroll. You, you can only get go. sixteen yeah. minutes of an anime now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're fucking. Well, that's not even. Cut, well, are you cutting? That's like, not the counting fucking, the end. The ending yeah, and all that stuff. Oh, that's bullshit. Um. We're back with Ishida. He's saying that he's glad he took precautions. Before Kisuke and I snuck out of the hospital, I took a few useful items. Using Kisuke's skills, we were able to find a hidden storeroom where I found this. And it's the Seal Steel Schneider. I can't remember Seal Seal Sneal. But uh, the only bladed Quincy weapon, and it cuts through spirit pressure. The Urankar is like, oh, so you're Quincy, and says, that poor tribe that was wiped out by the Soul Reapers. And... We get a bit of an explanation. High-speed vibrations are destroyed by even greater high-speed vibrations. Oh, okay. Uh, Sele Schneider, I believe is how it's pronounced, is also known as Soul Cutter and is made of Reishi. The Reishi that makes up its blade oscillate at 3 million revolutions per second. From of course, because he, he would know. Yes. The Reishi on the surface of your feathers oscillate at 1.1 to 1.3 million revolutions per I second. I want him to die. Sam, Sam, tell me, uh, is this a glasses thing? Like, can you see yeah, the Reishi that well? Yeah, okay. it's a glasses thing. Yeah, oh. I, I can do that. Because he's too. the only one with glasses, yeah, and he's a, the only one that's been able to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have real glasses, though, and then, yeah, you, you get the abilities. Okay. Is this going to be a running joke with us from now on? <laughs> Sam's going to be able to, mm, the he's moving way too slow. I can I can take him out. So the Arankar hears his explanation, and she's like, oh, so what you're saying is my feathers won't work against you anymore then Ashida's like yep that's correct and then all of her razor blades and feathers like her razor blade feathers fall to the ground as does her big old uh, fucking bird arms oh and Ashida goes I never would have guessed you can freely shed your release form that way can all rockers do that and then she explains uh, we can't freely do this I discarded it I can't go back to that form again she's so like Optimus yeah really the formal name for our release is Resurrection it means returning blade. It resembles a regular sword when sealed. It enables us to become manifestations of our former hollow selves. So she was probably just a bird hollow beforehand, and then she got the yo-yo it, ability. Oh, okay. The only way we can return to normal for uh, normal again is by returning our abilities back into the sword form. Changing our forms without returning back into the sword would cause serious damage like losing an arm, which she does not do. Mm. She says, I'm very bad at conserving energy. You'd be surprised at how much spirit energy I end up expanding by wearing these arms and feathers. It's immense, so if I can't use them, I might as well discard them. This will enable me to concentrate my spirit energy into one powerful attack. So oh, then, she's pulling the Ichigo method. Yep, yep. A little bit, but she doesn't just do one powerful attack. Instead, what she does is she has like a long, you know, like a cockatoo, where they got a the long piece of hair oh, that yeah, comes yeah, off the them. She has kind of that, thing. basically, and she starts using the long piece of hair that comes off her, her back to turn into like a giant spirit fan. So, like, it makes like a V at the end of the okay. tip, and it's like a big fan. And they basically begin to fight. Ishida does, of course, a lot of running and blocking once again. He eventually blocks this new spirit fan thing and begins pushing slowly through it, like oh. cutting through it. She pulls back, and she's like, you know, now that I think about it, 
And then she turns her fan into a big ass sword now. And she says, if we both have a sword with equal power, then the one with longer reach will win. So oh. she's going a little bit of logic on that one. Big dick stick. But Ashita's like both with equal power, question mark. Sailor Schneider's Reishi vibrations are, aren't meant for cutting. Its vibrations weaken the bonds that hold Reishi in place, making it easier to steal. I collect all of the Reishi from my opponent, and then he begins to suck Reishi towards him from her uh, thing. The way Quincy battles is by gathering all the Reishi from the surrounding area and then utilizing it as a weapon. That which is the most powerful embodiment of this method is right before you. Pushies. All of your Reishi belongs to me now. So <laughs> she is uh, shooketh here. She's like, oh, okay. And she says, not a chance, Quincy. Tries to throw the sword at him. Last ditch effort. He also says, oh, you got another thing wrong. You should be aware the Sele Schneider is not a sword. Quincy's don't use any other weapons than bows and arrows. As he cocks the sword into his bow as an arrow. And then he fires the sword going right through hers. One shots and stabs her right in the fucking chest. And she falls to the ground. Oh, is Pesce there to catch her? No. <laughs> he's on the ground looking straight forward. Uryu goes <laughs> to leave and Pesce is there now. And he's like, oh, are you sure? I don't think she's dead yet. It's like, you don't want to like finish her off? And this is where we get to see Uryu is a bit sadistic. And he says, as you see, I defeated her. As a victor, it's up to me to decide what fate awaits the worthy foe. He is a Josh. I pierce her soul chain, the source of her spirit energy production. Oh, that's the thing we forgot that they do. Yeah. Aronkars are hollows who have gained the powers of soul reapers. Their anatomy should be alike. And then we see um, Saruchi kind of crying on the ground now at this point. And he says, I don't know how she feels about it, but letting her live may be an even greater insult than death. But I assure you, I have no intention of playing by their rules. Even if she recovers and decides to come for revenge, the truth is she won't have the power to fight me. Then Peshe and Udi walk down the hallway away. We see um, a scene we've seen before where we see Suruchi on the ground as her like little bird headdress starts to dissolve. And then the guys who fight Dordoni appear above her. Mm. And they say, uh, Suruchi Sandwich, we've come for you. Please do not resist. And then they pull out the sword and uh, we cut away. We go to Chad's fight. Which I forget we get to see in this He's episode as well. The, the dude with the orange, uh, uh, black guy, orange afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know this. And character. he has like a star on his. You forehead. don't need to know him. Oh, yeah. but honestly, wrecked. you should know him because he's actually a really nice guy. Oh, um, like see... Don Panini, nice or no, no Don Don Panini. He's I, special. Yeah. yeah, he's special. Um, we see Chad get punched across the room into a wall, and we immediately get the introduction of a Ronker number one hundred and seven, um, Gonten Bane Moscata. I believe is his name. Okay. And Chad tries to attack, but the Aronkar says a human who can't even use Sonido will never connect his weak little punches and then sends him flying back. This hollow, uh, the whole fight, as I had kind of mentioned, is being really, really chill to Chad. The whole fight. Oh. He gives him multiple chances to leave and stop fighting. But oh, of course, nice. Chad is like, nah, I have to. I have to, I have to keep going. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're not going to do it, dude. It's like, come on. It's like, what are uh, you doing? Fucking Sato. Oh. The whole fight is basically Chad getting beat up while this Ronkar is being really nice and giving him advice on what to do. Like the whole time. He's like, oh, you need to follow through on your punch. You need to do this. Oh, that's cool. And until finally Chad like misses and then does like a fake out and hits him and uh, actually lands a hit on the Ronkar. The Ronkar then is like, okay, fine. I'm going to actually fight serious. And then just Molly whops the fuck out of Chad. (laughs) (sighs) Then like every fight so far, the Ronkar calls out Chad saying that he knows what he is doing. He's been hiding his true strength. Oh. Like every fucking fight, Ashida hid the swords. Ichigo hid his fucking Bankai and Hollow Mask, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now Chad's fucking hiding his strength. The Urankar says, Someone like you shouldn't be fighting like this. This should be a fair fight, so use all of your strength to hold nothing back. Once again, giving advice on how to do a fight. The Urankar goes to finish Chad while Chad is on the ground. And then we see like Chad's arm twitch for a second, and Chad stands up. 
Chad says, sorry, in truth, I wasn't trying to hide it. It's just that ever since I came to Huacamundo, I sensed something about my power, something different from when I was in the world of the living. I was puzzled by that difference, and I wasn't able to control all my power until now. And he says, but I have finally gained control of it. The time has come, and I can fight with my full power from now on. Oh, that's convenient. Brazo yeah. de Dreca del Gigante. I believe uh, it's the full Brazo name of that. Brazo del Derecho. Derecho, yeah. yeah. I can't say so right, Yeah. Whatever. And it zooms out, and we see his right arm is now in the giant ass uh, shield form, mm-hmm. which I just that's the one completely that's like right fucking here, right? forgot it's even a shield form. Yeah. It's shield the one with form. the face on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, a shield. Right it's the one with the shield. Okay, asshole. So it's, the one, right. it's the one that has a yeah. weird looking The one face. with the shield emblem The one on it, with yeah. the shield on it. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I forget his powers. He doesn't yeah. use them very often. Yeah, well, he gets beat before he yeah. can use them. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then we zoom out, and he says, you know, like he did the I finally gained control of it. And it zooms out, and we now see his right arm is now, which is the giant shield form. And Chad says, take note, what you see is my right arm, but in its true form, which is stupid. And that's the end of that episode. Just wanted to end that. It's dumb. So do you think Chad would have been like Greed? You know how like uh, Greed from FMA has like that full armor suit? Do you think that would happen to Chad if he like, used see, his See, you say power? that, and I don't remember anything at all about what Chad is doing in the last arc. I remember. Does he ever go full like, I don't know that because that does, was clearly the most obvious progression for Chad. Right, was a like slowly a was a slowly progress his whole body. Yeah, but I think Kubo had too much on his plate and just was like, "Yeah, Chad's gonna be that guy that's like, yeah, Ichigo, I know my spot. I'm gonna go fight the lower guys." <laughs> the next episode that begins, Chad explains even further about his power, saying, "From the moment I came to Huacamundo, it felt as though my inner power suddenly began to stir. The feeling it gave me was like anything I experienced in Soul Society because he was really knocked out for most of it." Yep. And in jail. (laughs) (laughs) That feeling became stronger and stronger the closer I came to this place. Then when I was hit by your attack, I suddenly felt it settle. It was the first time I had it, and I thought maybe that stirring was was anticipation. But ever since arriving in Huacamundo, my power stirred with excitement as if it had come home. But there is something I've been wondering about ever since I got this power. I thought that if my power is not like that of the Soul Reapers or the Quincy's, what exactly am I? Fullbring. I know why I'm not like them. I'm different. My powers are close to that of the Hollows. Fullbring's not invented yet, Jose. Are so, they? Yeah. So, what was the final ruling of Fullbring's? Are they a Hollow? I think human? they're just humans they're just, that just have powers. I literally yeah. think that's their definition. They're, they have a high it's level of reishi. Right? I don't know. I don't remember. I think that's. I have no fucking idea. I don't remember anything that has to do with Chad in the last. It would have so. been cool if Chad still had like the Hollow powers and was able to like. Yeah, I agree. I'd be mega pissed if my power stirred only after getting my ass fucking beat every time. So it's like, let's go get your fucking ass kicked. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. I've got a cool chat arm. So do you remember? Um, I feel like Jose, you might remember. I do you remember Josh? It's a shield arm, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. How does he use the shield arm? Like when it. What? You would think oh, it's for okay. blocking, right? You would be like, it's a shield arm, probably for blocking. It's a fan. There's been a lot of use of fans. He's just. So he basically puts his arm down like in the L shape, you know, like that, mm-hmm. and rocket thrusters come off the back of it. Oh! Yep. So it's not – I don't even – why no, Why is it a shield? It doesn't make any sense. I you think he's supposed to use it as a shield. He just doesn't. So he begins to do the fucking rocket thruster bullshit off of his right rocket arm, and then man. he's like, this is the true form and true power. And then throws a right jab towards the rock arm and sends him back through a wall into another room. Chad begins uh, actually owning at oh. this point now that he can keep up with the Iran car. And the Rocker starts to think to himself that not only is his power intense, but he is fast enough to keep up with Sonido. Oh. So out of nowhere, he's become that fast. So uh, so is Chad just running? 
I know he's like they're fighting in the air at like certain points. Like he, the guy is teleporting around and Chad keeps teleporting behind him. What the and fuck? the guy is like he's fast enough to keep up with my Sunito. That's pretty cool. I don't know what shield arm gave him that maybe, power. Maybe he channeled Usain Bolt's like yeah, power. Yeah, no fucking idea. What if what if Okiura met him instead of this guy? <laughs> We're not getting this part yeah. of Chad, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so Chad eventually uh is able to land a fucking blast with the right arm right on the Arankar. And then from the smoke, we see that the Arankar is still up and says, you're not the only one who has the ability to reveal his true power. And then he is now in his released form. What is this? He's really? basically got like a big ass armadillo shell that goes over his shoulders. Oh, yeah. And he can put his two hands together to fire fucking laser beams. Saros? No, they're not Saros. Like he charges it like this. Like a Kamehameha? Yeah, a little bit like that. And then just shoots a fucking laser. Okay. Um, he does that, fires a big ass red laser towards Chad. And Chad just stands there and kind of eats it head on. And now Chad is covered in smoke. And Chad says, sorry, there's actually one more thing I would re- like to tell you. One more thing. This arm that uh, has gone through a metamorphosis and become my right arm's true form. I know without a doubt in my mind that the spirit of my abuelo resides within this arm. Abuelo taught me how to use my power and wield my strength to protect others. Abuelo was right. I didn't understand it first, but ever since I gained this power that lay dormant in my right arm, I knew my purpose. It was a defensive power, which he's not been using it for at all. It was during my training, I looked deep into the core of my being, and it was there I found it. It was my defensive power. And then we now see Chad's left arm is covered in white and red. And he says, this is it. This is Diablo. The Arankar is like, Diablo is like the devil. And just in case that needed translation for some reason, I don't know why that line was in there. I think everybody in the world knows what Diablo means. Yes, what? it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Aronker goes to fire another blast, and Chad goes to block it. Does not do it with his right hand. Does it with his left Does hand. Does he just go like this? He just blocks it. Hey, remember that and speech? Fuck it. Yeah, he <laughs> catches it and crushes it with his left hand. Oh, Ooh, I, I kind of vaguely yeah. remember that. And Chad says when he's in battle, he always fights at full strength. It's the only thing he knows. Except for the first half of the fight, apparently. Yeah. So. You, oh, you need to get his ass beat, remember? Yeah. Remember, he had to resonate. So he shoots again. Chad blocks it again with his uh, left arm again. And what is the point of the fucking right arm? Fucking dumb ass, <laughs> fucking dumb ass right arm. I don't know. Big flex to be able to block it would have been cool yeah. if, like, let's say he. It's all for juking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's like, It'd be cool if Chad was I'd able block- to, like, channel it and then be able to, like, Fully turned into that, like the g- giant mode, whatever, like his super shield mode, yeah. if he could, and then go into I super hate, assault mode. I don't mode. like like powers where you have to channel it, kind of like uh, Ikaku's Bankai, yeah. uh, where like, it's like, where it oh, it's got to it's got to warm up and like get going. Like I don't really like that. Yeah, me neither. I just like you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Chad pushes the Ronkar into a wall and then raises his left arm and says uh, "La Muerte." And then punches him right in the stomach, and that's when we see the wall begin to crack and form the classic skull. Do you remember how him. much Danny loved uh, Chad at that point? And was yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I'm Chad's gonna make a cool, chat arm. Man. He's really cool. And then the wall breaks, uh, pushing them now outside into Hawaii window. And the Ronkars collapse on the ground as Chad approaches. He kneels down and says, I was able to grasp my power because you fought me at full strength. Because of you, I will survive all of my battles that are in my future. Well, he'll survive, I'll let, but he won't I'll win. leave you alive. Good luck. Aron- and, then, and he says, Good luck, Aronkar, and then goes to leave. Which, uh, big fucking psych to uh, survive all those battles coming up. Uh, Chad looks around, sees that the sky is blue around him, and he's very confused because he was just inside, and then outside it was nighttime at all points. And then a shadow comes over the Aronkar that's now on the ground, and the Aronkar calls out to Chad saying, run, run away, run away. Oh. And we cut away. Oh. We cut away to everybody else uh, is sensing something for a second. They don't say what it is, and then they're like, oh, it's nothing, and they continue to move. 
We go back to Chad and we see he's confronted by, of course, Noritora. Oh, and the, I forgot about this. Holy shit. The Arankar is trying to tell Chad once again, like, stop. Like, you need to run away. Like, just go. This and Chad doesn't listen and gets ready to fight. And he's like, I can handle it. Oh. He summons both of his arms. He thinks uh, he's like, oh, he's looking at Noritar. He's like, his movements are slow, but I can tell that he's a skilled fighter just by looking at him. The Arankar is then like, the same guy on the ground is like, what are you doing? Like, run. It's like, <laughs> like leave. Chad's like, I should win with one blow. And then attacks with Diablo, lands a direct hit to Noritara's stomach. And he just stands there. And he just kind of like looks down at Chad. And Chad's looking really accomplished until uh, Noritara's like, is that it? Is that yeah. the best you can do? And then we see blood fly. And that's the end of that episode. Oof. Because they have like hardened skin, right? Yes. Yeah, they have yes. uh, hierro, I think is what they call yeah. it. Um, next episode, we see, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, Zaya Leparo oh, in yeah. a dark room looking over a battle footage of Renji's Bankai and kind of watching him and Donde Chaka run through a corridor. We get to actually cut back to Chad right away and we see that he's uh, been sliced right across the chest. Mm. Then Renji, Ichigo, and Ishida all sense Chad, and Renji's like, those bastards got him. <laughs> then Ichigo picks up full speed and says Chad couldn't have been defeated. We made a vow. Like, that somehow makes him invincible. Yeah. Hey, yo, uh, pot armor. Yeah. yeah. And then we see uh, Orihime in her cell, who's looking out at the moon super sad, and Ulkiora walks in to do a quick little check-in. Hey, He's like, uh, you're obviously aware of what happened. That fool Noitora got impatient. He has been under standing orders to remain in place, and Orihime is like, uh, she could sense the fight. Chad isn't dead, that's for sure. Did So I watched a recent dub version, and I heard uh, Ulkiora's voice. Mm-hmm. They did a good pick. It's good. I Ulkiora. thought this is all right. They nailed him. Yeah, it's good. Ulkiora's voice is good. Um, Okiora moves aside and he says, uh, like, go ahead, come in. And another Ronker comes in with one of those, like, uh, wheelie serving things to give her food. Oh. oh. And he tells Orihima to eat it. Orihima tries to do the classic version of things, like, no, I refuse. So I think Okiora, it's I reject. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I reject. So Okiora says, until Lord Aizen tells me otherwise, staying alive is one of your duties, so eat. Would you prefer me to force the food down your throat or would you rather be strapped down and receive the nutrients uh, intravenously? That's hot. And Orihime is like, all I know is Chad is not dead. And Olkira replies saying, you're annoying me? It doesn't matter one way or the other. Do you expect me to respond to your provocation? Do you expect me to reassure you, to confirm you, to, to confirm to you whether or not he's still alive? I'm not here to comfort you physically or psychologically. Could you imagine evolving that hardcore just to wheel in a fucking uh, breakfast cart for a chick? Yeah, but I f- would feel like, you I, know, I know what you mean. Imagine yeah. you were a butler in the White House. That's still okay. pretty successful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a... Tool You're the des- best of the it's best. Like Gerard Butler, you yeah. know, a yeah. tool design yeah. coming in. Uh, I am also the butler. Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, spot. You know, you don't want to be the people healing the spot of those. We learned that before. That's not a good job. Yeah, they no. get wrecked. Yeah, you Yami die. just kills everybody. Yeah. Oh, well, um, my arm's good. Ogiora continues on, and he says, I don't even understand why you care so much whether or not he's alive. Ooh. Before this battle is over, all of your friends will be dead anyways. That is the truth. And he says, what does it matter if one is killed sooner than the others? They should have realized this from the start. And continues on saying, if I were you, I'd be angry that they were all foolish enough to sneak into Huecomuno in the first place. Like lambs to the slaughter. Get him. Yeah. And Get him, so that pisses Orihime off as she runs over and slaps the fuck out of Okiora. Does, does he even move? Nope. He just turns away, walks out, and says, I'll be back in an hour. And if she hasn't eaten, she will. Uh, he will force the nutrients down her throat. God, that is... I'm getting flashbacks from my uh, parents' marriage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Kidding, kidding. kidding. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Hardship or Hime and Okiora at that point. So. I, yep. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. We cut back to uh, Noitora, who's just kind of sitting on a rock next to Chad. 
when another rocker, a rocker named Tesla appears behind him oh, and he asks, like, he's like, aren't you going to finish him off, sir? And Noitoro responds, what good would that do? Who in the world is going to acknowledge me as the strongest if I kill a thousand weaklings? The lives of small fries are worthless. All that matters is, and then he stops and then says that idiot, um, Aranieto, released his resurrection. I don't understand. His opponent's spiritual pressure isn't even anything special. Then Noritoro says, let's go. I found a guy with massive spiritual pressure. I'm going to go crush him. He goes to leave, and then Chad gets back up. Oh. Do you remember Chad getting back up for round no, two? I, thought he was a, does he, I always thought it was a one-shot. Does shot he Captain America it? He should have. He's like, he says, all day. stop there. We're not finished yet. I won't let you go. Not while I have strength left in my body. And then Chad goes to attack again, but is this time blocked by Tesla. And Tesla says, I will not allow a weakling like yourself to land a blow on Master Noitora. And Chad says, well, he, damn you, and then faints. Oh. So you didn't I even kind really, of vaguely remember yeah, the yeah. damn you. You didn't even really have that much strength left. And Tesla turns to go follow Noritora, who is uh, stunned to find Noritora puts his blade into Tesla's neck. Oh. And Tesla is like, uh, the enemy put all of his strength into a final attempt to defeat you. He, and he was basically afraid that uh, you would be injured. And Noritora says, you were wrong. Nothing was going to happen. No one in the universe is my equal. No one can break this body. Never forget that. I'm the most powerful Spada ever created. Yeah. Okay. We see Rinji and uh, uh, Peshe. No, Dondichaka. We see Rinji and Dondichaka come to a fork in the road. And they're debating which way to go. Just then, a hole appears under Dondichaka. And then under Rinji, they are both falling into the abyss. We see Ishida, and he says that Chad's spiritual pressure is weakening, and Rukia is being overwhelmed, so he has to hurry. Rinji falls into a new room there. He hears a creepy laugh, and we immediately get his introduction. We waste no time. This spotter introduces himself as Zyle Aparo, sorry, Zyle Aparo Granz is his full name. And we begin to hear Dona Chaka yelling, and Rinji's like, oh, crap, he's going to come down the slide behind me. Jumps to the side. He's like, fuck, that was close. And then the hole opens up behind him, and Rinji gets, gets fucking crushed. Uh, Donde Chaka sees uh, Zyle, Aparo, Zyle Aparo. You can just go with Grons. And he says that he knows him and that we're in trouble for Number sure. Number nine. He's Huacamundo's greatest researcher. He specializes in the development of a wide variety of spirit-based weaponry. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Oh. Ranji tells Donde Chaka to get off of him and then kicks him in the face. Donde Chaka cries and says, Aww. how mean I would never do that to you. I'm a pacifist. And then keeps crying until Ranji apologizes. Donde Chaka goes to do the Nell special. He's like, well, if you're truly sorry, he's oh like, uh, let me kick you in the face too. And then Renji kicks <laughs> him in the face again. Uh, Zyle Paro is like, hey, I'm no threat to you, even though I'm an Espada. I'm not good at fighting. I'm a researcher. You two are fascinating on many different levels. Uh, your patterns are very different from the ones I've, said, I've studied. I was planning to welcome you with open arms in hopes we could establish a dialogue together. Oh, what a nice guy. Interesting, yeah. Renji is like, don't be ridiculous. You must have me mistaken for someone else. I came here to kick your ass. Yeah. I don't care about your statistics or your invitation to your little peace conference. If you want to talk, you can do it while I'm cutting you to pieces and then goes bonkai immediately. Nice. Okay, yeah. so he's the only guy not, ho- yeah, not holding back. He's the only one not holding back. Seriously. God, I would nut if I saw Renji get a visored mask. Fuck I it. would just be Could so you imagine happy. Renji? Dude, mad respect. Because everybody else is playing games. Renji's like, nah, fuck you. It's just how it should be going. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. So... He goes to attack Azile and with his Bankai, but it hits kind of like an orange barrier before it hits him, and his Bankai shatters into a billion pieces. Yeah, you should go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so we were talking, or like, what was So uh, you said you wanted to be friends, right? Uh, yeah. oh. How about some food? So we cut to Rukia off of that. Uh, Rinji is, of course, done, and we see Rukia versus Spotted Number 9. He's a release for him. Uh, Cthulhu, uh, Heffalump combination. 
And <laughs> I want to hear music. <laughs> Spotted number nine says, the form you see before you is the result of combining the strengths of every hollow I've ever devoured. My glutnoria. He says it with an Italian accent for some reason in the dub. Glutnoria. That's what he says. Glutnoria. Can simultaneously display the abilities of all the hollows that I've ever eaten. The last time I did an estimate, I had devoured 33,650 hollows, more or less. In, uh, in case you can't do the math, that means at this moment you stand there alone. You're facing an army of over 30,000 hollows. Easy, I take on 40,000, bitch. Does he have glasses, too? I'm curious. Or um, did he, he borrow well, from Ishida? He, he might have eaten someone glass. with, yeah. Oh! Yeah, so. Yeah. You just put that shit in front of you, and you can count fucking big numbers. Yeah. And he just keeps track. It's a little, like, tally That's kind of the end of that episode, by the way. So we immediately pick up, and we're still riding with Rukia. So we're not kind of waiting anything else. Um, a lot happened in that episode. I just want to make sure you guys remember that it's the big Cthulhu monster, but he's still like top half Kyan yeah, riding yeah. on the top of it. Ew. And he's still using his like trident. Nice. Uh, Rukia jumps at him while doing some sort of like self-introspection saying that, you know, she's sorry that she killed him. Of course, thinking about Kyan, uh, she did it to save herself. She's no longer has the will to go against you, Kyan. And then she gets slashed at knocking off her cool Huacamundo cloak that she brought with her. Oh. And then she gets fucking stabbed through the stomach. And the Espada raises her up in the air while she's on a pike laughing. Lol. And we go into flashback Lol. time. She's going to die. It's Ruki and Kyan. They're headed somewhere in the forest. And it's uh, a little bit of a weird like inception flashback where like Rukia is actually remembering it this time. And it's not just like a normal flashback because she's narrating parts of it. She remembers all of the trees, and then she puts together that this is where she first trained with Kayan Shiba. We cut away to her first meeting Kayan, and she said that they had a very ordinary relationship. And an ordinary relationship is exactly what she wanted. Because, you know, she's always Friends. been part of either the poor folk or uh, Byakuya. No, to, no regular. And then they cut to an image of him standing up and pulling his pants up and the money's <laughs> on the, the desk over there. So a lot of this part, um, she doesn't narrate the whole thing, but a lot of it is flashbacks we've already seen and covered of, like, Kayan and her doing stuff together. Uh more so when we found out when he died. And so we continue on, and Rukia says that she found out she didn't have the skills for sword fighting. Her keto skills received high marks when she was in the academy, but in the 13th squad, her abilities were just average. She wonders what her purpose is for being here. Kayan asks if uh, she's ever heard her, their views, uh, their captain's views on life. In his opinion, there are two types of battles in the world. Battles to defend your life and battles to defend your pride. Kayan continues on as the saying, but personally, Rukia, I don't believe that's quite accurate because the final analysis, you end up defending the exact same thing, your heart. We're getting deep. We're getting really deep. Kayan says, Rukia, where do you think the heart is? And she does like, oh, like here, like somewhere, like, you know, <laughs> right here. Yeah. And Kayan says, yeah, if you want to be literal about it, sure. But in my opinion, it's more of a state of mind. I think it's right here. And then he clenches his fist. And he says, I think a heart is created between people when they meet for the first time. Ah. A bond that is brought to life between individuals. It's an emotional connection. When you think about something or care about someone, that's when your heart is born. Friends. If you were the only person who existed in this world, your heart would have no way of forming, so it wouldn't be anywhere. Just remember this speech and remember who he's related to. Ganju. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. true. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he continues on saying, there's nothing to worry about, Rukia. If you believe with all of your heart that you belong here, then this is where you'll stay. And Rukia narrates this part saying, uh, it's weird because we see him saying it, and then she narrates saying, quote, he also said, if your heart is here, then that's all the reason in the world you need to be here. You must never doubt that. But I don't understand why we wouldn't just see him say that. Yeah. It, yeah, it would be weird because normally I would say, oh, maybe the voice actor got sick that day or something. But we've clearly Some had logistical yeah, reasons. Yeah, he's been the whole time. <laughs> so it's like I don't understand. Because then he continues on after that saying, but listen, Rukia, 
In the fights to come, there's something I must warn you about, something you must promise me never to do. Does anybody remember what must she never do in the battles upcoming? Go Bonkai. Never listen to your heart. (laughs) Okay, that's Uh, a good guess, actually. uh, That's a good guess. I got nothing. You must never die alone. Oh. Oh. He says, our souls are our bodies, and when we die, our bodies turn to dust and become the reishi that go on to form the soul society. So now that we kind of know what happens to them when they die. I don't want to be a brick. Because they're already in the afterlife. So it's like, so when they die, they just go on to become reishi, I suppose. Do you think they actually held on to that fact, though? Doubt it. Yeah. He says, My friends are being absorbed by you all. <laughs> he says, But where do our hearts go? We entrust our hearts to our friends. If you entrust your heart to your friend, it will continue to live on inside them. That's the most important thing you'll learn from my training. Don't you dare die alone, Rukia. And we cut back to spot of number nine, who's still laughing and has Rukia fucking pierced up on his weapon. Uh, Rukia guy. remembers the words of Kayan and grabs the pole of his Shikai, and her sword is broken in half. Her eyes are kind of like faded out, like she's not even there. Mm hmm. Uh, ice begins to fall as it kind of freezes her hand to uh, Kai and Shikai. To the touch, yeah. And Rukia says she finally remembered and then points her half-broken sword at Kai and she barely goes Saninomai Shirafuni and then creates the second half of her sword going right through his fucking dome. Nice. And Kai's skin starts to dissolve and we see that the sword went right through one of the two little heads. Nice. And she says she finally remembered where the heart is. You may have had his techniques, but Kai lives within me. I was entrusted with his heart. Farewell, Espada, and then slashes right through the glass. That was a and, good, that's a good little ending yeah, to that fight. Yeah, destroys the dome. Uh, both the heads of the Espada and the body kind of like... So the heads fall, and the, the body kind of dissolves like a green liquid that floods out of the room. Oh, nice. And Ew. then the the one head that didn't get fucking cut into is the little squeaky high pitch head. It's call, calling yeah. out for Lord Eisen to save him while rolling around on the ground. And it rolls around until it eventually just fucking dies and goes black and dies. Oh. Uh, Rukia on the ground tries to crawl off, but she can't do it. She still has the top of the Poseidon, like the actual trident part, stuck still in, embedded her. in her. Oh, Jeez and Christ. she hears Kain's words saying, don't die. Don't die, Rukia. Promise me this. You must never die alone. And then she begins seeing images of all her friends. We see Ashida, Chad, Renji, Byakia. She pauses on Ichigo for quite a while. I just want to know. It's longer uh, than the others. Fuck your ship. Fuck your uh, ship. Yeah. And then uh, Orhime at the very end. And she thinks to herself, I've I've known loneliness, the loneliness of the ones who's been locked away. I've known happiness, the happiness felt when your friends come to rescue you. And I've known something else. I've known terror, the terror of seeing those very friends injured and defeated. Don't worry, Orhime, I'm coming to save you. As she tries to crawl off some more, kind of reaching out with her sword, but then passes out and drops oh. her sword. And that's the end of that episode. So now Woo. we're cutting into Renji's fight still. Uh, if you remember, his bankai was broken. Yep. And uh, Zyal Aparo. When is his bonkai not broken, though? Almost always. Yeah. So uh, he's Zyal Aparo's like, oh, uh, whoopsies. There's one more thing I forgot to tell you. You can't use your bonkai in here. What? Oh, whoops. I'm and a stern ritter. <laughs> he explains and he basically says, listen, I know everything about your bonkai. And he's like, I basically use that information to, that I've gathered to prepare this chamber that we're in. So your bonkai doesn't work in here. Sorry. And Rinji's like, how do you know? It's like so only someone who had fought it firsthand would know all of that stuff. And Zyal Aparo's like, well, my brother told me. Does anybody remember who his brother is? Is it Loopy? Not no, Loopy. No, it's not Loopy. Oh, is it? It's the bull dude. It is the yeah. bull dude. It's the bull dude. Uh, he he goes on to explain that his full name is Xyloparl Grons, which we said in the beginning, and he says, "I expect you've heard of Yulfort Grons, which is the blonde-haired guy who turns into the bull that got fucked up by Ururu and Renji." Xyle says he learned about uh, Renji's bankai from uh, Ruki Rach, I believe is what he said at the the recording Spirit Bugs. 
that never comes up again. Yeah, no need to look up again. Um, he says I placed them all over his body and then I retrieved the pertinent data from his autopsy when they were. I like cutting my brother up. Uh, Zyle pulls out his sword and says, this is exciting. It's the first time he's seen someone who can use a Bankai in person. And then it goes back to Rukia, where uh, it kind of rewinds a little bit. And we see that she uh, just killed a spot number nine. And we get to see all the reactions of the other spot, sensing the death of uh, <laughs> And basically, no one gives a fuck. But we get to see Stark. So hey, oh, the Stark. boy. And this early? Is he just doing his little- He was sleeping. And he was kind of He had like a pillow over his eye, sleeping. And he was sleeping and having a good time until Lilynette fucking does this, jabs his, her his pointer mouth, finger down right? his throat yeah. and bitch. wakes him up. Stark wants to go back to sleep, but Lilynette like, kind of starts jumps on him and starts tickling him, saying uh, that she'll force him to wake up. Yeah. Eventually, they calm down, and Lilynette says it was Aranieto, and he was killed. Stark's like, yeah, I already know. And she replies, <laughs> you don't care? Like She's like kind of annoyed that he doesn't care. And then he decides, like, well, what do you want me to do about it? It's like That's true. And we go back to Renji. I'm just keeping that in because I love Stark. So yeah, no, that's fair. Back to Renji, who is uh, feeling really full about himself. He's attacking with his Shikai and uh, pushing kind of Sayobara like he's dodging and forcing him to block and stuff. But uh, tricked you because he <laughs> was just acting the whole time. And he blocks Renji's attack and then shoots something out of slicing Renji up. Renji then uh, is on the ground and looks at his feet. Renji's and he's like, no, it can't 2.0. be. Renji kind of pieces it together, thinking back on their fight. He's stood still the whole time while they were fighting. So the whole time Ranji thought he was like pushing him back. He moved all of one step and then re moved back. So oh, not going too hot. No. Uh, Zyloparo says he was just testing his attacks. And he said, at this point, I don't need to study your attacks anymore. And then slash them across the shoulder. Okay. He says, I can sense your attacks before you even start them. Then what? to, uh, fat kind of like round jumping around cars, like the uh, yeah. people from Alice in Wonderland start coming down. Tweedle dum. And he said, he says that the, uh, they have a message and says that they, uh, a spot of number nine basically is dead. And Zyle Paro says the message says that they killed each other. He's telling Renji this one of your friends managed to kill in a spot before they died. Truly remarkable. Oh, Renji doesn't believe him. And then he continues on saying, in fact, I just received the name of your dead friend. No, oh, Rukia Kuchiki is one of your friends, isn't it? Oh. And this, of course, pisses off Renji and Renji attacks him. But uh, Sile Par just blocks it. And he's like, listen, I've told you several times now is like you can't damage in a spot with just your Shikai. And uh, he's like, please get that through your head. And then Renji kind of like powers up, almost goes Super Saiyan while they're clashing, catches him off guard and actually does damage to him. Ooh, the lad. Yep. So we see Ichigo running. And this time he turns around sensing Rukia. Like in the and Because, of course, he's awful at it. So he's like yeah. the last person to actually sense Rukia. And pauses for a second, like turns around, looks up uh, the staircase. And then in the middle of the doorway at the top of the staircase, Okiora appears. Oh, that's a lot sooner than I thought. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. This is about to pop the fuck off. No. So he he says, uh, Olkir says, so you've noticed. I thought that you were a kid who possessed only brute, tra- uh, brute strength. Quite frankly, I'm amazed that you have some decent abilities. <laughs> and Ichigo at this point goes, I know you. Like he forgot. Like he's uh, like trying to remember. Like, I know you. Like Okior starts walking down and Ichigo again is like, I know you. As we get flashbacks of like Okior first showing up and yeah. just putting together the pieces. Is he starting to tremble or something? Uh, no, he's not really starting to tremble at this point. He's just kind of like, he's like, oh, I know you. And then Ichigo, uh, finally is like, Okiora. And Okiora's like, interesting that you know my name because I don't think I ever told you my name. Yeah, I don't think he did. And huh. Okiora is now down at ground level, like literally probably on the other side of this table from where I am. That's how close they are. And he says, at any rate, Rukia Kuchiki is dead. And then, uh, this kind of freaks out Ichigo and he can, uh, Okiora continues and says, more accurately, she and Espada number nine killed each other. Her entire body was covered in wounds, and she was run through with a trident. She couldn't have survived. 
I don't need the details, homeboy. That's fucked Ichigo up. Ichigo would be crying. So Ichigo says, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Just a moment ago, I felt Rukia's spiritual pressure decrease. You weren't fighting her. There's no way you would know. And then Okira cuts him off saying, synchronized awareness. That was one of Noveno, Espada number nine's talents. He had many responsibilities, and that was one of his roles. In the exact instant that when he first engages in battle, he can convey information about the enemies to his comrades. So we see Orihime, who's kind of slamming on her door. She's crying. She wants to be let out because she senses Rukia. That's just a little tidbit. We cut back to Ichigo, who he's starting to... <laughs> he just walks off. He's yeah. And Okira's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go save Rukia. Is it in the blue room? Um. Well, I mean, all of them are kind of dark rooms. Yeah. So I did this last episode. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> I feel like it was a blue yeah, room. Yeah, they're calling yeah. all orange uh, and green. So, uh, Ichigo go or he goes to walk off, and he Ichigo says, "I'm going to save Rukia." Olgiro's like, "I told you, she's dead." And he's like, "I don't believe you." Hey. And Olgiro's like, "You're very stubborn. Is it a good idea to leave without killing me?" Like, and Ichigo says, "I have no reason to kill you. You may be my enemy, but the fact is, you haven't hurt a single one of my friends yet." Oh, and wow. Okira goes, I see. What if I tell you I was the one who forced Inoue, uh, Orihime Inoue to come to Huaikamundo? And Ichigo immediately teleports, dropping Nell on the ground and slashes at Okiora, who just blocks it with his hand. Nice. And Ichigo is pissed and says, you kidnapped her and brought her here. I suspected that she didn't come to Huaikamundo of her free will. And Okira goes, how unexpected. You had some doubts about the girl, didn't you? Damn. Despite that, you and your friends came here to save her. And Ichigo says, damn you. Do you understand what you did? Because of your actions, Orihime is being called a traitor. And Okira is like, traitor, yes. If she were not being called that, then it would mean we grossly miscalculated. I and love Okira. Okira goes, is that enough reason to fight me now, Soul Reaper? And Ichigo releases more energy as they kind of both slide backwards. Ok- or Ichigo has his sword drawn, ready to fight. And Okira both just had both of his hands in his pocket again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ichigo says, Nell, make sure you stay back. He doesn't want to let me get by. But unfortunately, things won't turn out the way that he'd like. I must move quickly. I'm going to go at this guy with everything I've got as he whips his sword and goes, Bankai. And black energy starts flying everywhere. And that's to be continued on that one. I kind of like how uh, Okiora is basically just going around fucking with people's mental yes, like, yes. stability. He's just like, he goes to Orihime, like, hey, heads up, Rukia died. Yep. And then he goes over to Ichigo, hey, heads up, Rukia died. He's spreading all the news, like, hey, guys, 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 guys. That would be Sam. Sam loves to spread the bad news like that. I, I still think Stark was a very accurate depiction of Sam. Very what true. do you want me to do about it, man? Yes. <laughs> They, but it's like they make so I was watching that scene with Stark and they make Stark and Lily Net like so much fun. It's like yeah, they're just hanging out, having yeah. a good time. They're the only two people who are like fun, Espada. Like the other ones are just brooding and like you yeah, get to see. Yeah. So we do see Bargon, who he's just like a stupid fool. He's and sitting we, on his throne, right? Or um, whatever. I'm not sure. He's sitting somewhere. We see uh, Halibull. She gets the report from one of her other people and she just doesn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. And oh, then we have Nell though she's fun. She is fun. Yeah, yes. you are right. You are right. Nell are and right. her. Uh, well, I don't remember the full name of her. Tr- uh, the Donde Chaka Trio Brothers. Yeah, as long as it has brothers in <laughs> the it. Great Desert Brothers. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like they make them out to be really fun, which is sad that we don't ever really get anything yeah. with them because we don't see Stark really do anything until the battle over Karakura Town. Yeah, and yeah. even and then we don't get any bit of him yeah then even then he wants to like have character development but uh kyoraku is just like nah can't have that he's nah, like nah sorry, you, as mate. much as i like you you know so, you're like gotta guy. do it yeah. and then hollow version of me but you know i know me so you're gonna fuck that shit up for me and then you know it was interesting that chad insta killed the first arankar he came against yeah yeah but then this other arankar for some reason he decides no i'm chad i'm not gonna kill you so I don't know where he's drawn the line. It's because the other guy showed him pity. He's like, hey, he's, I, training, I, he's teaching me how to fight. I would say that. but I don't know. Chad flip-flops. 
Yeah, he's a little fucker. He's an honor honorable person. But uh, did we ever think he was going to keep up? Like no. in the, like when we're going in and we're I feel like he should have. You know, so like I'm thinking they gave him so much, so many like elements to work off of. Like where they're like, oh, he could potentially have some kind of hollow powers or yeah, of being the full Think ring. about it this way. Think about it this way. Ichigo hollow mask insta kills Don Panini. It is weird that like. And he insta killed the other dude. I think the thing because imagine if Chad went full hollow, he should really be the power of like a hollow mask. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's weird. Like that's really weird because. But Uryu took mm, forever to fucking weird. kill his. Yeah, but Uryu yeah. sucks. Uryu's, but he's supposed to be way stronger. He's like not Ichigo level, but I mean by Thousand Year Blood War arc, he's like fucking broken. Because as fuck. it's weird because kind of like Ichigo's like gang of friends. You know, like, they're so much weaker compared to yeah. each other. Like, yeah. it's not like One Piece where there's, like, Zoro. a solid three people. Like, Sanji. The monster trio. Like, yeah. Sanji and Zoro, like, they're, yeah, like, they're the monster trio. Like, they're fucking strong. But I feel like Bleach, much more of the people who are on the, the level, are not part of Ichigo's party. Like, no. it's, like, no, Byakia. Yeah. And, like, that, like, that's, like, the true people who are, like, mm-hmm. on his. Meanwhile, like, One Piece where he does have people in the crew that are also equally strong. And then he does also have, like, a crocodile or, like, other people who are, oh, like, yeah, like crocodile, smoker, smoker. And stuff, Oh, I fucking love smoker. Who are really strong like him as well yeah but it's like uh, you don't have that in bleach so it's weird that it's like anytime you see the lackeys fighting it's like oh there's gonna be fighting someone not as strong it's like yeah the person yeah. who's done the best so far is rukia yep dude like, she's, she's the only one that's taken Espada. out of yep that was the best fight that's got to be one of the best yeah like it's sad. just well done yeah it's good i because wasn't she supposed to like when they were originally writing the story like she was going to be it was a flip-flop between her being the main character I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of love yes, for her character. Yes, and Ichigo was supposed to have black hair, so Kain is supposed to be what, origi- what oh. originally Ichigo was supposed to look like, something like that. Yeah, cool. and I do like Kain a yeah. lot. Like yeah. I like, and I think a lot of people do because there's a lot of art about him. Yeah. Um, but his voice acting in the dub not great. Not oh. good. I would say there's only a few voices that I hear, and I'm like, I just don't like that voice. He is one of them. Uh, Grim. I'm starting to come around on Noitora. Really? Because he's supposed to just have a weird funky. He had voice. an annoying voice, right? Yeah. Like and raspy? he does in the dub. Is it raspy? No, his voice not raspy. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, Kyan's is raspy though. I don't know oh, if that's what you're really? talking about. Kyan's is no, kind of has no. raspy thing to it. So, so I don't really like those voices, but I, I maybe I'll come around to it. I don't fucking like. I didn't like Chad. Remember when that episode? I thought Chad's voice changed what, in yeah. the bound oh. arc. Now it's fine. So, and I'm sure it's the same guy. It, I mean, they could have done a lot with Chad. Yeah, and they they kind of set up in some of the flashbacks that I think we mentioned before. Um, Kain basically was running Squad 13 like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ukitaki's health is shit. Yeah. So, and he mentions that like in the talk with Rukia, he's like, oh, I was like, just, you know, the captain is really weak. He's like, or his health's not great. So I kind of do all the things. Here's a list of pills he's got to take this this morning. And then blah, 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 so, like, blah, blah, he blah. was a great character. And it's yeah. like, they did a really good job of literally introducing like this character to you. And then in it's like, episodes. and then killing like, him. Here you go. And it's like, oh, I like that character. Yeah. And like you even get to see his Shikai and stuff, and it's like, oh, this is cool. That was one of the coolest. Yeah, I like that. I, a lot. I do remember. You don't that. get to see his Bankai though, which is pretty sad. He doesn't have to have a Bankai. He wasn't. A but captain. if he's lieutenant, but he's a lieutenant, you would, he, he would, might you would have hope one. He yeah. has one. I feel like if you're lieutenant, you you're captain. There's just not a position. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're like yeah. You're there's assist, a vacancy. Assistant store manager. You know? Yeah. Assistant to the really store manager. does most of the shit. But <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So it would have been cool to see that, but. uh I feel like it'd be a little broken if he could like steal Bonkai's as well. Yeah, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I mean that's what the Stern Raiders do. Because if you remember the uh, Hollow, that is a spot of number nine that like his uh, you know evolved that stage. He's not even the one that took over Kyan. No, he's no, a, it was a separate yeah. one that ate that one when it came back to Hueco Moon. Just an asshole. And yeah, used him. so like he waited for the right moment and then yeah. attacked. He's kind of like the Gin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But except he was successful. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Keen's a homie. Yeah. I saw that. a great uh, Twitter post where, uh, have you guys seen the video of they're playing uh, table tennis in the garage, the the younger brother and the older yeah. brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he throws the racket at yes. the brother. And then, and then there's a the screaming going fucking on. Fucking flips the table and goes to his ass and is like, this is Gin and Eisen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like when Gin tried to sneak attack Eisen, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> Fuck. Poor Gin. Poor Gin. He just gets yeah. the bad. What? Did he die? Or he just uh, right it's off. left ambiguous. It's, yeah, but it's I'm pretty sure he died because yeah. Matsumoto was there. It's very ambiguous. Uh, what, what the, but they kind of make it, they kind of hint towards he kind of left. Yeah. But, okay. but the, you don't know. Would have been cool, cool if he came back yeah. for. He's that. cool. Like, he's great. Like, he's a great character in the Hokamundo arc, too, because he just also stirs shit. There's basically, yeah. Yeah. in the Espadas, for some reason, there's a lot of people who like stirring up shit. Yeah. yeah. Not, I feel like Soul Society is pretty straightforward. Spotters are stirring up shit constantly, yeah. nonstop. I wonder if that's like a motif thing. Like they they design the characters to have that. They I have to because it. it's like when when Kubo like creates characters, he gives them personality. So it's yeah. it's just really funny to see how Noitor is kind of like an asshole, doesn't really care. Well, Kiora's just going around, and be like, "Hey, your friend dying," yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like Gin's controlling the corridors and yeah. stuff. And he's and just having fun. He's just like, yeah. "We're gonna ship. We're <laughs> gonna ship." Yeah. It's the the Among Us thing. He's like. There's an imposter among yeah. us. So it's like, it's really good. And they do like, Eisen's just chilling the whole time. He's like, yeah, let's let him do the thing. It's yeah. like, Eisen's just having a great time. He's yeah. just like, oh, Tozen's the only one who's taking it like up the ass. Really super serious yeah. up well, the ass. He's probably the most uh, soul reaper. Yeah. Of all yeah. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So yeah. He, but he's the only one that's like, ah, well, he's boring. Yeah. Everybody else like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck you. Dude. I, oh my God. I'd, I'd do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. It's great. So I think upcoming, obviously we get the Xyloparo uh, fight. The full fight. Does with- it go... Because so it's got to go Xyloparo, the Grim Joe, and then the Soul Reapers show up, right? Yeah. I believe so. But I think what happens because is. Because we get the Biakia fight, I feel like not far off from now. Well, well, well no, Xyloparo uh, gets beat by Miri. Yeah, but I, I think what I'm saying is that all happens at the same time. Yeah, yeah. They, like the reveal, yeah, my they, shows they reveal that all the Soul Reapers show up are at the same time. So yeah. that's why I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Cause and Kimpachi... we do have the fillers. Coming up, so we have. I a think we're gonna. Fat hit, I think we're gonna hit the fillers Wait, as the Grimjaw yeah. fight ends. We have a fat filler arc coming up. <laughs> so, and it's so the filler the arc, arc where they get a new captain. There's a new. Yeah, captain. there's a new captain, and he's he's kind of a shady dude. Yeah. Uh, who? When? Where? So the timeline thing doesn't work out because I think they do like a oh in a time not something something from now, and it's like they just basically slot it in um, because it doesn't make sense for them all to go back. But basically, they get a new captain, and he's a bad guy. Spoiler. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's basically. And him and his lieutenant are like fucking crazy. They're they're doing it for some reason. I think that's yeah. also where they have the princess, right? Oh, is it? I think it might be. The if it's the part too. where they have the princess, that's where they have the soccer match, and I really yeah, like. Yeah, that, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think so. I think you're right. I <laughs> hope that's it. <laughs> I'm looking oh, forward to that. I'm finding out more and more that like we were bred to like uh, Haikyuu and Blue Lock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked, dude. It's really good. Like, and you were like Samurai Champloo at the baseball episode. Do you remember? Oh, it? that's yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Damn. We haven't had a. Oh, and at bat was super. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's up there. So we have good parts coming up, but I don't remember liking this. I actually remember disliking this filler arc the most i do i do remember not like even more than bounce the bounce arc of your yes uh, i remember hating this filler arc so we'll see we'll see when we get there it might super impede how much i want to (laughs) watch so that's rough we'll see because i i think it's really bad but i might be misremembering it might be enjoyable We'll yeah, you could it. like it way more later now. on, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. with age, maybe you like it. Yeah, because the Bount Arc, uh, we came at it and we we're like, hey, that actually had it a wasn't good, terrible. It had a good ending yeah. to yeah. it, though. Yeah, it did. So. It did. And they keep using the characters, but I don't think they use the characters in the next filler arc ever. Yeah, I don't think so. 
Okay, well, that's uh, been Bleach Boys number 12. Thank you for watching. We'll be back again next week doing another uh, probably six episodes because I think that gets us right into the filler arc. So if you want to watch more, be sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel. If you're watching us on any of the other platforms, be sure to, I think there's a subscribe button on those. Yeah. Do that as well. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Say what's up. And we'll be back every Saturday with another episode of Bleach Boys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.